We invite you now to join our conversation, an instrument of healing as we share how each of us can grow through times of illness, grief, and loss. Our wish is through these words you will discover a healing community that promotes insight, reignites hope, and nurtures peace. Welcome. It's always interesting to hear myself talk and then start talking. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I I'm love Jeffrey listening Cloninger. to our intro. For people that don't know, we play the intro and we listen to it and then we start recording. And yeah. it's just so, it does get me centered. We produce these in real time, if you will. Yep. So yeah, so we mix in the intro. Um, a lot of folks do the intro later, but we might do that at some point. But right now we like to listen to the music. Well, we've done it both ways. And I think both and. Both, <laughs> both and. And your suggestion to do this has... It's just a great way to get grounded. Yeah. How are you, Kelly? I'm good. How are you? Are you feeling grounded? I'm feeling grounded. I'm feeling ready. Um, we have a, a wonderful topic to talk about today, which many of our listeners have asked us to speak about. I have to say I do not have personal experience with this, which isn't unlike some of the other ones we've done, right? But what I is have, it? What is it? What is it? Oh, drum roll. It is dating after loss. So it is whether your spouse or, you know, you were married, heterosexual, gay relationship, doesn't matter. This applies to everybody, whether you were married legally, whether you were common law, whether you lived with someone for two years. And so in other words, no qualifiers, dating after a loss. No qualifiers. Absolutely. Dating after, you know, you allowed yourself to become comfortable with somebody and it was a little longer term. So there are four A's, the letter A, that I have kind of seen in my practice with people that I, I don't know if this applies, but I've seen it often when people start to get ready to date after they have been in a committed relationship. And so I've kind of coined these. Um, awkward, it can be very awkward when you start to date. Anxiety, apprehension apprehension. Absolutely. Like, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. I haven't dated in 20 years, whatever that may be. And then anger, which can surprise people. But sometimes we can get angry that we quote unquote have to get to know somebody again, or why did they die? Even though we know realistically they couldn't help that per se, but why did they die? I'm angry. I have to be going through this, especially when we experience our first rejection Mm -hmm. after the loss, it can yeah. really bring up anger. So, so it's sort of a double rejection. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's there's some things to talk about today. First of all, I want to say they're really, I, I'm not coming to you with the magic, okay, here's here's the time frame that's appropriate. Kelly, um, you know I like to poke fun at you when you say things like this because I think all of us want the answer from you and we expect you to give it to us. I know, I know. So you don't have okay, the answer? Okay, here's my answer. Okay. When you feel ready then go for it. I mean, that is kind uh, of the thing. And so... So wise. All right. <laughs> it, well, no, it, actually, I'm again, I'm being facetious, but it is so wise. It is. And, you know, and I will say that there are so many scenarios out there that, you know, for my folks that I've worked with that have been in long-term relationships, but one of the partners has been ill for a long time, and there's been there's been a change in that relationship, even when the person was alive. When they die, it 
I mean, again, some people haven't had intimacy or haven't really been able to have a relationship. Let's talk about maybe Alzheimer's. Somebody, one of the partners is living with dementia or Alzheimer's and they lost quote unquote, that person five, six, seven years ago, but they maybe just died six months ago. They physically died six months ago. That person could be judged. And I've seen it all the time where people are like, well, geez, his wife just died six months ago. I can't believe he's out dating and whatever. And it's like, there is a whole loss story that happens often when people are in a caregiving situation. Right. So we, we have to be very um, mindful of this when we're looking from the outside in at people's stories. That's a great point because a lot of times it's not the loss of life where the loss actually occurred. It was Mm -hmm. the loss of the life they knew. Right. Absolutely. Jeffrey. In the case of Alzheimer's or uh, Alzheimer's could be a two, but um, perhaps um, what we were just saying. Oh, like the dementia, the cancer, dementia, Any disease, really. ALS. Yep. The loss happens perhaps years before Mm -hmm. the death. Mm -hmm. And so there's all that added time that we as an outsider may not recognize or think about when we see somebody jumping back into the dating pool right away. Totally. Or relatively quickly after a death. Right. And so things to be cautious of, okay, because there are... There are some things to be aware of. Now, I will say that statistically speaking, men in heterosexual relationships, okay, we'll talk for a minute. So a man who's been with a woman, when a female dies, he statistically will enter into a relationship sooner than a female whose male partner dies. That doesn't mean he loved her any less. That doesn't mean he devalued the relationship any less. Really what I see and what it comes down to, I think, is that our society doesn't encourage intimacy with men and their friends, per se. And that's not something that men have been conditioned, heterosexual men, have been conditioned to to, um, embrace or to develop. So when she dies, his inner circle... It's not that he doesn't have good friends, but what are they talking about? They might get together and they might share, you know, some stories, but our society says, Hey, get together for a beer and watch that sporting event. Right. Just get together. But I don't know that you're going to get together and do a deep dive. Right. No, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It makes a ton of sense. So in other words, heterosexual males turn to the fairer sex, which is a horrible statement, mm-hmm. but to get that level of intimacy and therefore may turn earlier. Yes, absolutely. It may start dating earlier and it's because they, and, and really f- some women might too. I mean, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not even, I'm just really wanting to call out, you know, and, and kind of stick up for, if you will, the men that tend to get into relationships, what we would consider quote unquote too soon. Part of that is, Men, at the end of the day, need connection just as much as women do. They need intimacy. They can be very lonely. Some, especially with the older generation is really when I see it, is they may not have done some of the more traditional things around the home, like cooking and taking care of the grandkids and some of these things that traditionally women of a certain age group can do. And so... There's some practical reasons why people date after loss there. And 
But at the end of the day, it comes down for anybody. It comes down to, I want companionship and we can't fault people for that. Yeah. Now, how do you navigate this honoring the life that you had with your partner who's now gone at the same time you're trying to cultivate a new relationship? I think that's just so complex. Mm -hmm. Well, it is. And again, I, I come to you today with stories I've witnessed and stories I've worked with. There is, there is a dance and, you know, it's a lot of, it's going to depend on who you are dating. Now I've seen men and women. I've seen some that are very understanding. I've seen some that are incredibly jealous of the deceased loved one or a divorce. This could be a divorce situation too, right? Dating after you get a divorce. Um, they're incredibly jealous. And especially if there's children involved or grandchildren involved, we want to still honor the person that has died. And yet you do have to have a sacred space for this new relationship. And so, you know, I will say that I, I know I say timeframes aren't really a thing, but I do encourage people to wait at least a year. And why? Because especially if you've been intensely caregiving, you're going to need a year to recover. We give people a year because you deserve some time to recover. And it can take within that first year, it can take all of our energy, our ability just to, to be present for our own grief. I think that's really important because relationships, especially rebound relationships where you get into a relationship after a divorce or a death and you're not quite ready and you, you still have all this unresolved work that you haven't looked at, that relationship will not succeed. I mean, it it just won't. And some people are like, I just want to get out there and try this. And so I'm just going to go, you know, and that that's, there's risk to that because there's feelings within yourself, but there's feelings of that other person. It just feels like there's no right answer. And it also feels like I might have what I think is the answer on one day, but a week Mm -hmm. later I might feel completely differently. Absolutely. And so when I talk to widows and widowers or divorce people that are divorced, they feel like their darkness is going to be perpetual. Like it's never going to end. And then there generally is this day they wake up or this month that they're really considering it. And they're like, okay, I am going to invite, I'm going to invite the grief along for the ride with me, but I'm ready. Like I am ready to possibly get out there. And so what are some tips? You know, I think it's, it's really listening within, in that inner knowing, am I ready? I mean, you're going to get, if you want to look at a topic where there's a lot of outside influence from people that care about us, it's going to be around dating after a loss, especially a death. And we have to know that we want to trust our people and we want to find a couple trusted people. And we really do need to listen to them because they have our highest good. However, their loss for that person is also wrapped up in some of this. And when you start dating, they lose once again, that coupleship that they had with you, or they lose once again, that connection that they had to you. I never thought about that. And now they're projecting their loss and their grief yes. on top of what yes. you're trying to go forward with. Yes. So there's a difference between, hey, Jeffrey, I'm really concerned about this person you're going to date because I think they drink a lot. I don't think they treat you well. 
whatever it may be versus I don't think you're ready, Jeffrey, because in my mind, I'm really grieving this relationship you had before your partner died. And if you start dating, I feel like I'm going to lose that person again. And of course, they may never come out and overtly say that. So you kind of have to look for some cues right. and clues for right. that, right? And I think, and, you know, but I will tell you to the people in our lives, 90% of the time, whatever they're coming to you with is out of love. So it might be, it might be a selfish thing, but it's also, it's still, they love you. And we have to remember, we have to give people the benefit of the doubt in that situation. And so as the person who is, you know, going to start dating, you can ask your people, you know, Hey, I know you love me. I'm wondering if this is really related to this particular person or would it be just anybody right now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's important. Um, so real quick, we could be proactive and say, not that you have to ask your friend's permission, mm -hmm. but it might not be a bad idea to say to your best friend, Hey, I'm thinking of doing exactly. this. In fact, I encourage that. What do you think of that? And just test the waters Yep. Uh, again, not to get seek permission, but just to feel, feel it out a little bit. Absolutely. And it, it can get really hard within families. Okay. And so one of the things that's really common and it's okay is to compare this person to the original person that you've lost. Oh, I hear this all the time. Yes. And it's, it's natural. It's natural to do that. And in some ways it's a compliment to the person you've lost because you want to, you want to experience what you've had. That's, this tells me that, oh, you loved being in relationship with them. So you want to go out and seek that again. Now it's very natural to compare. However, you have to also know that at the end of the day, no two people are the same. And there might be qualities you're looking for. You may really want some, a person of faith. You may really, and there are just things we're not going to budge on and we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to budge on certain things, but we have to know that, oh, my wife really liked X, Y, and Z. And I have not met a person yet that likes that kind of music or whatever that may be. That doesn't mean that you write that person off. That just means that you invite it in again. It's going to live in that kind of unknown space and you're going to have to wrestle with it. But there are things I would encourage you to write down. What are your absolutes? Mm -hmm. When you're going to start dating, what are the things you absolutely have to have? I just worked with a gentleman that said, I cannot date a woman that's racist. I, I will not date. And if I feel, and I was like, of course, I'm encouraging that. But if I sense any bit of racism, because he happened to have a blended family and he had children of color, of course, but it's just, I think that's a great rule for all of us. Yeah. But he just said, I absolutely, if I sense any bit, even if I think she's the most beautiful person and we have chemistry, it's a done deal. Yeah. I mean, this is, goes for any relationship going back to absolutely. what are your core values mm -hmm. and can you be with somebody if they challenge your own integrity? Exactly. And Write it down because this is an exercise, you know, when you're in a long-term relationship with somebody, you don't sit down and rewrite down what your values are. You just kind of assume. I mean, I do, but whatever. <laughs> right. But, you know, really, like, I haven't sat down and wrote down what my values are. I just, I just know I feel safe and I love Jeff and whatever, but I haven't really ever, I mean, I haven't recently. 
this is an exercise I think we all have to do. You have to relearn who you are. Yeah. After this loss. Absolutely. And and don't ever apologize for what that is. And one of the things I tell my widows and widowers all the time is patience is going to be very, very important here. Now, if you date too soon, so you don't give yourself that year, two years, three years, whatever. Some people, they wait 10 years. That's okay, too. I mean, some people never date again, and that's absolutely okay. But if you don't give yourself some ample time, you will likely attach to anybody that comes along. Well, I mean, I did this serially in relationships, not that I lost a partner to death or illness. But you broke up. But through broke up, breaking mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Absolutely. And what happens? I'm attaching to the next person who comes along, the next guy. And boy, I pressed rinse and repeat. That cycle ran oh, yeah. many, many times, as you know, oh, yeah. over our friendship history, Kelly. <laughs> right? Yeah. I won't talk about that on here. Okay. Confidential. I, I'm sorry, everybody. I got to go rewrite my values <laughs> now. There's a red folder, by the exactly. way, in the corner of the studio, the living room. But you have had to do this exercise. I have, and I enjoy bump, it, though. I'm also one of those people. When you bump up against somebody that doesn't honor that for you, even when all the other things align. Oh, yes. It's tough. But then it's like so crystal clear. I can no longer ignore that. Isn't that the truth? It is so true. And so having done that work now and again, I can quickly get to that point. So I'm no longer wasting anybody's time. I'm clear about what I need. And then I can communicate it in an effective way, hopefully, so that we can move forward, whatever that means. Absolutely. Another thing I, I always encourage people to is, it's okay to be open to different. Oftentimes they'll want to search. If it was a healthy relationship, they'll want to search for the same. And that is just not going to be out there. There's going to be variations, but it's okay to be open to different. Um, allow yourself to, to maybe explore that. And, you know, um, you know, I have a question. I'm yeah. going to take this a little bit different turn here. Okay. Let's say what we've dated and things are going well. I'm now dating in my future after a loss yep. and I'm about to get married. And so now I'm going to get remarried mm-hmm. and I have these memories from the past. I also have some tangible things from the past. For example, wedding rings. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you do with those wonderful artifacts? So good question. Um, let me just back up one second. What do you do with the wedding ring when you start to date? Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, cause I got this band on. Yeah. Got a band on and I think it's important. And, and sometimes people will often take the other band and put it on or they'll put on a necklace. So that band maybe has been on your finger for 30 years. Okay. Or that band has maybe been on your finger for two years. It doesn't matter. It's the symbolicness of how important that band is. It may be a legal marriage. It may be a committal marriage, whatever it may be. Um, no, you should not wear that band on a first date and no, you should not wear your wedding ring when you start dating. That is something that, because then you're telling the other person you really are not ready. And I, I think that's okay if you're not ready, but no, you should not wear that couple things that people do with their bands. They leave them on. Sometimes they, they'll add to it. They'll put a different diamond in it or a different stone just to change it up. Or they move it to their right hand. That's okay if you move it to your right hand. Yeah. 
and you know occupies a different space. Yes, and you're you can still talk. I would say the majority of the people, Jeffrey, that I've worked with or that I'm friends with, they remove it entirely before they go on a date. It just it's it's telling the other person, okay, I am here. Now, I don't think you should at all pretend it didn't happen in your life. I think you definitely, it's part of your story. So you're not ignoring the relationship. You're no. not ignoring the fact that this is different or what you had, but you're putting it in an appropriate spot. Absolutely. And you're talking say, about it when it matters. Say your partner by name, bring him or her into the discussion, say them by name, talk about them, all of those things. I will say though, that I did work with a gentleman that he came in and described his first date to me after he, he um, his wife died. It was probably about four years after she died. And I thought it was probably time for him to start exploring. I actually was encouraging him more to make friends with people, men and women, but he really wanted a intimate relationship. And so he described the date to me and I was kind of horrified, quite frankly, because literally all he talked about was his was his partner, was his wife. And I asked him things about the woman he was on a date with. He did not have a lot of things to tell me because he didn't ask her anything. And so we just had decided that no fault of his, but that we talked a little bit about it. You know, it's almost like, Hey, can I pull up a third chair here at the table? Because my wife is my deceased wife is going to be joining us. Okay. And that, that just tells me you're not ready. I've been on so many dates like that. Again, not with someone who's deceased, but, or, or yeah. <laughs> I don't go on dates with deceased people, but <laughs> right. you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. And it's like, okay, you're not ready. You're not ready. And it's, it's nothing to judge yourself for. And I think again, then we start like, let's just start getting to know like maybe new people. Like, let's just go out even to create a, maybe it's the same, you know, if you're, maybe it's the person in the same church or whatever, just to get to know people. I think social groups are a big key here. And even, even those quote unquote support groups that are for people who've lost loved ones. Oh, it's, it's these are opportunities key. to make connections beyond what you would normally do. It's key. There is a wonderful um, resource that's national called Soaring Spirits. Um, for anybody that's listening and they, they've got some wonderful things um, nationally. And I think I think that's, you know, that is key, but I will say that that's one of the things, um, that's very important is to think about like, it's natural to talk about them. I want you to talk about them, but it should, it should not be the, the primary topic unless she or he is asking you about it. And if you walk away from there and you don't know any, you don't know much about the person you were just on a date with. That's, that's something to be mindful of. Um, some people just want to go out because they want to prove they can just do it. And I'm all about that. Um, then you have to be clear with the person you are meeting with and just say, Hey, I'm really open to like meeting new people. I don't see myself at this moment getting into an exclusive committed relationship. It really is true. What they say about communication. It's all about communication It is and sharing your intention. It is. And as we end this, I do want to say that if you have children, if you have children under the age of 30, it's going to be, well, even children in the thirties, but it's, you know, children are going to struggle with this and we have to allow that they know they by no means get to dictate 
if you date or not, but if the younger children do have to be your priority, they absolutely have to be your priority. And it's, you know, I had this rule in my dating that you have to date someone for six months or 10 to 15 times before you ever introduce them to your children. Mm. So when children have had a loss, they will want people in the house, especially the younger ones, like four. And they'll immediately, I've seen after two dates, them calling that person mommy or daddy because they just attach so soon. It's not fair. You have to figure out as a couple first, if you're compatible and then you introduce them to children. Makes total sense. So six months or 10 to 15 dates is kind of the thing that I say, because <laughs> I'll tell people <laughs> and I've had people like doing like cross outs, like, okay, I'm on my 13th date. I'm on my 14th oh, date. Oh, they're you so know? ready. They're ready. Wow. So much love to all of you um, who are navigating this, this newness, um, bring it up in support groups. It's a big topic in grief support groups of people that have lost a spouse. And, you know, let's, for those of us that hold space for those people, let's, let's try and hold the judgment, bring forward your concerns and your love, but we just have to hold space as people navigate. This is a whole new territory that is going to make some of the grief explode again. So, yeah. As usual, Kelly, as always, thanks for the great advice. Thank you, Jeffrey. And sharing the stories. And we love all of you, all of our listeners. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this CWK podcast. It's our hope that these words bring comfort, healing, and insight to your life, wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Please subscribe and share this episode. You can also follow and like Conversations with Kelly on Facebook. One quick note, we've done our best to share some ideas, tips, and techniques to help guide you. This podcast's content is not intended to be a substitute for or constitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to seek professional medical advice if needed. Thank you.